What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Appreciate everyone for tuning in for today's episode. And I appreciate everyone who has been tuning in for my live sessions on Instagram as well. If you've not done so already, please go give that page a follow. I'm almost at 200 followers. If you can really help me out, I greatly appreciate it. It's at English Encore Podcast, all one word on Instagram. My link to my Spotify is in the description. And you can watch any of my previous live sessions in the IGTV section. I just put a post on there just about an hour ago for my guest. This Sunday will be Brandon Noble from Jefferson Community College. He is their head coach for the baseball team, and he also works in the athletic department with social media. I got to know Brandon when I worked for him with the Watertown Rapids when he was a general manager. So really excited to get to talk some baseball with him. Today I'll be talking about Patrick Mahomes' new amazing staggering deal that set social media on fire last week we're talking about lindy ruff being hired as the devil's new head coach and then i'm gonna be continuing my quarterback rankings as i've done the past two weeks we'll be hitting the next tier doing quarterbacks 20 through 15 this week but starting off with patrick mahomes he just signed a 10-year 450 million dollar contract that'll keep him locked up with the chiefs through 2031 that deal is worth up to $503 million with incentives, you know, things like all pro, pro bowls, passing yards, passing touchdowns, Super Bowls, things of that nature. The big question is whether he's worth it and who is going to be the next person that is going to get paid a massive contract like that. So starting off with the question is, is he worth it? To me, 100% worth it. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, and you look at the other quarterbacks in the league with contracts. You look at Matt Ryan, who's currently the second highest paid player now to Patrick Mahomes once this new deal goes through. He signed a five-year, $150 million extension that goes through 2013. Matt Ryan, good quarterback, guy that normally gets you to the playoffs. He went to the Super Bowl. The Falcons obviously blew a 28-3 lead first the New England Patriots. They've had many rough seasons since then he hasn't really done very much you look at jared goff makes one run to the super bowl gets paid four years 134 million Derek carr has a five-year 125 million Tannehill just got paid four years 118 matt stafford five-year 135 for a guy that really doesn't ever make the playoffs which to his defense the lions really haven't done enough to put around him but still uh, you know, Tannehill, he hasn't really done much outside of last year. And even then, they went relied on Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Derrick Carr, you know, was an MVP candidate a short while ago. And since that injury, he's never really been the same. Never made the playoffs since. You look at Jared Goff, made one big run to the Super Bowl after years and years of developing under Sean McVay. And then last year, they took a huge step back. So we'll see what he does. So to me, he is worth it solely because you look at what he's done. In his first year as a starter, you go to the playoffs, you lose to the Patriots in a little bit of a controversial ending. You have a guy jump off sides when Brady gets intercepted. You go into overtime, you lose the coin toss. Mahomes never gets to even touch the ball, which I've always thought was a dumb rule that they should go to the college style of play where both teams get a possession. Let both guys go at it. You know, Brady, Mahomes going at it toe-to-toe, which we won't get to see anymore, but 
you know, at that time. And then, you know, he goes to the Super Bowl this year, dealt with injury during the year, comes back in the Super Bowl from a 10-point deficit, wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP. He's already won MVP in the league, and you already have a young core around him and Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, a little bit older, but for tight end-wise, he's still pretty young. They drafted the running back from LSU to go along with Damian Williams. Sammy Watkins is still young. Nicole Hardman. All those guys, they have a great offensive line. Tyron Matthews locked up. They drafted a cornerback this year. Chris Jones is going to get paid soon for them. Frank Clark, a lot of great pieces. Andy Reid's the perfect coach for him. You look at that division, the Chargers, after the next couple of years, they're I wouldn't say they're rebuilding, but they're going to be transferring from a veteran to Justin Herbert. They don't have Phillip Rivers. I think they're going to try to go at it this year with Tyrod Taylor, make one push for a playoff run and then transfer to Justin Herbert next year. Probably almost do what almost the Bills did this past couple of years where, you know, maybe when Herbert takes over, they have a little bit of a down year, develop him one year, and then the next year they make the playoffs sort of thing. And then you look at, you know, the Broncos, Drew Locke, we don't know what he is going to be yet, and then the Raiders have kind of just been a mess. So that division itself is going to be the Chiefs to handle for the next few years to come. And then you look at the rest of the division. Obviously, the NFC has been the stronger of the two conferences for a while now. But you look at the AFC with all these young quarterbacks, the Sam Darnolds, the Baker Mayfields, the Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. In a few years, it's definitely going to be a lot tougher in the AFC. But I just feel that Mahomes and the pieces he has around him are going to be able to carry him to multiple, multiple Super Bowls and really create a dynasty. And that's why I think they did make this move. Clearly, they have faith in him. He's the best player in the NFL currently. He has a chance to go down as the best quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Obviously, that comes with, you know, winning more Super Bowls, staying healthy, living up to that contract. But if they can keep doing what they've been doing, they could easily win the next two to three, four Super Bowls in a row, or at least be in them. And like I said before, those other young guns are still a few years away. You have to have the right pieces around you. Like I said before, you know, Mahomes not only has Andy Reid as the coach, who's an offensive-minded guy, runs a great scheme, has Hill, Kelsey, Watkins, Williams in the backfield. You know, Lamar Jackson, yes, he has Mark Ingram, and now he has J.K. Dobbins, but wide receiver-wise, Hollywood Brown, he's a good player, but Willie Sneed, not really a great number two. They don't really have anyone else outside of that. You look at Deshaun Watson, they just got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Cooks is injury-prone. Will Fuller, same thing. They don't have a lot of pieces around them. You look at, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they have OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb, but it didn't pan out. You know, they've had coaching trouble. So I think Mahomes is just in the best situation going forward. Not to mention that the NFL and the salary cap kind of changes over the years, and you see year after year, the market gets set by whatever player gets paid. You look at the next upcoming years when guys like Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White are going to get paid for cornerback. They're going to be looking at the guys like Byron Jones and that who just set the market for that. You know, Patrick Mahomes just set the market for the next upcoming guys, which I want to talk about now. So you look at Russell Wilson. He's due in 2023. Dak is going to sign his tender most likely. We don't know if he's going to get a new deal. He's a free agent technically. Watson due in 2021. Lamar Jackson, 21. Allen, 21, Baker Mayfield, 2021, and Darnold, 2021. 
Um, Allen Mayfield and Darnold are interesting just because they kind of, and Jackson, excuse me, all came in the same draft class. So Jackson's above them right now because he's won an MVP. And I think he just found the most ideal head coach for him in Harbaugh. And he'll get paid more than Allen Mayfield and Darnold will. Um, I think Allen has a good fit McDermott, but he's not really an offensive-minded guy. So he'll be paid a little less. Mayfield and Darnold, same sort of thing. You just have to figure things out with their head coach. Dak Prescott's kind of a question mark. I don't think he is coveted to get Patrick Mahomes-type money. Russell Wilson definitely deserves a huge payday when he's due. But Deshaun Watson, to me, deserves the next payday. I've argued before he is one of, if not the most clutch quarterback in the NFL when given the opportunity. I know they blew a 24-0 lead the Chiefs. I'm more talking like fourth quarter game on the line. Deshaun Watson, Mahomes are the two guys that I would want personally. It's not his fault they trade away DeAndre Hopkins. And I just think that he might not even want to be on the Texans in a few years. But when he does get paid next year, I don't think he's going to be that extreme. But he could definitely sign an 8-10 year deal in the 300 to $350 million range, if not 400 Mahomes just set the market for a whole new ball game. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I don't think people were necessarily shocked by the length of the contract or that Mahomes was going to break, you know, Matt Ryan for taking over the highest paid quarterback. But just the amount of money, um, I think, was something that people were a little bit shocked by. Moving on to the NHL, the New Jersey Devils just announced that Lindy Ruff will be their new head coach. The Devils are coming off a season in which they went 28-29-12 before missing the playoffs due to quarantine, even though they probably wouldn't have made it even if they finished the season. They've missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years after a long period of time where the Devils were one of the more elite teams in the NHL. Guys like Patrick Elias, Travis Zajac, Brian Gianta, Martin Brodeur, Scott Gomez, all on that team. Great core group of guys. And they've just kind of fallen off since then. They tried to work things out. Taylor Hall didn't work. They do have Jack Hughes now to go around to go with Nico Heischer, who was the number one pick just a few seasons ago. Lenny DeRuff is 60 years old, but he has spent the past few years since 2017 working as an assistant coach with the New York Rangers. He is currently sixth all time in wins. He took the Buffalo Sabres to a Stanley Cup in 1999. He has 736 career wins, 554 losses, 78 ties, and 125 overtime losses. In 2005-06, they made the change from the ties to the overtime losses. That's why the record is the way it is. Uh, he's had 10 playoff appearances, so clearly a guy that's a great head coach, one of the best to do it in NHL history, a guy that will definitely be considered for the Hall of Fame based on his coaching. And he was also a pretty decent player when he used to play for the Sabres. Tom Fitzgerald, who was their interim GM, was named full-time GM. He built a relationship with Lindy Ruff back in, with the Florida Panthers in 1996 when they worked together a little bit before Lindy Ruff got a full-time head coaching job. So it makes a lot of sense. Martin Brodeur spoke very highly of him. He's the team's vice president. I just think Lindy Ruff is a perfect fit for them because even though Lindy's been criticized in the past for being a little harsh on the younger players, he tends to get you know, the most out of whatever group he gets. Like, I don't think the Devils will be a playoff team next year, but I definitely think that they're going to be a team that's going to be playing hard every night, a team you don't want to go up against, a team that's going to play physical, a team that in a few years could definitely make a run in the playoffs. And I think Lindy will go eventually into fifth all time 
as a head coach as long as he stays there for two to three years. He did great things for the Sabres, great things for the Stars. I know he never won a Stanley Cup, but he had some of the greatest teams that have been over the past decade with the Sabres, you know, the Devils, or excuse me, the Stars, I think, underachieved a tiny bit, but the Western Conference has always been a little bit stronger than the East, in my opinion, at least over the past little bit of time. And then, obviously, the 1999 Stanley Cup, the Sabres were kind of screwed out of it against the Dallas Stars with the no-goal Brett Hull um, foot in the crease, so we never know what would have happened there. But 10 playoff appearances, a guy that I think is underappreciated across the league, and I think some people were, I wouldn't say shocked by it, but they thought a younger guy or someone else would get a job. But looking at the NHL now, it's very odd for a team to go outside of the box and hire a unproven guy. They say, you know, NHL is full of dinosaurs, head coaches, but it's just how it is. Like, you know, all the guys that are getting considered for new head coaching jobs are guys that usually come from a different team and aren't outside the circle. I mean, you look at the Sabres, they hired kind of outside the circle, and Ralph Kruger, who only coached one season. You look at the Maple Leafs, who finally turned it over to Sheldon Keefe from the AHL, who's been up and coming. He's more of an analytics-type guy. So, I wasn't completely shocked. I'm really happy for Lindy Ruff just, you know, being a Sabres fan and seeing what he did for us. And I really wish he was would have stuck around a little longer. But it kind of hit that time where him, Ryan Miller, Vanek, all those guys, it was time to just kind of get a new, fresh start. He did great things with the Devils, uh, took a team that was missing the playoffs pretty consistently or only making it once every few years and made them a playoff team um, pretty consistently while the time he was there. I believe it was for four seasons. But like I said, I think for the Devils, I don't think next year will be the year they make the playoffs, but I think in two years they definitely will. I think he's going to very much help the development of Jack Hughes. He's been It's so hard for Lindy, too, because he's gotten criticized for coaching teams too defensively or going too offensive heavy. I think Lindy's a pretty balanced guy. He's been a guy that's always, I thought, excelled on the power play and penalty kill. I think sometimes the defense gets a little lackadaisical, but offensively, I think he does a terrific job, and I think he'll get the most out of his young players. So I think it's a great hire for them. There's not a lot of other great candidates out there right now, so I think this was a perfect hire for the New Jersey Devils going forward. And then finally, going back to NFL quarterbacks. So the past two weeks, I've gone through 32 through 21. I'll just do a very, very quick recap. Uh, 32, I had Jarrett Stidham, which I mentioned last week. I'll be adding Cam Newton into this list because I made this list prior to Cam Newton signing. And this is all based on who I think will start. Ryan Fitzpatrick at 31. I don't expect Tua Tagovailoa to play this year. 30, Gardner Minshew. 29, Daniel Jones. 28, Joe Burrow. 27, Drew Locke. 26, Dwayne Haskins. 25, Nick Foles. 24, Ryan Tannehill. 23, Tyrod Taylor, 22, Derek Carr, and 21, Teddy Bridgewater. And at number 20, I have Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Really excelled in his rookie season after taking over for Tyrod Taylor when he went down with an injury. Broke Peyton Manning's record for rookie passing touchdowns. Had an off year last year. Was a bit, looked very hesitant in the pocket. I think part of that was Freddie Kitchens was a bad fit as a head coach. And I don't think they should have done that they should have kept him as offense coordinator let him work with Mayfield that way now that Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are fully healthy with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield I think Mayfield is going to be able to succeed um, with a new head coach 
from the Minnesota Vikings, who they hired. Um, I just think I need to see a little more out of him staying in the pocket and, you know, extending drives, making games closer than they were last year. Definitely super high potential. Obviously, he was the number one pick. So I think Baker's definitely has a bright future ahead of him. That whole draft class, which there's going to be a few more guys from that class on this list in just a second. But right now, I think of that draft class, he's probably at number four out of those five quarterbacks taken between Lamar Jackson, Alan Darnold himself, and Josh Rosen. I think he's at number four right now. I have Kirk Cousins at number 19. I thought Kirk Cousins has always been a little bit overrated. I thought he was good on the Redskins and he deserved his money. I thought he got overpaid by the Vikings. Since he's gotten there, they've gone to the playoffs a few times, but they really haven't done much. They've kind of gotten lucky in some games, especially last year against the Saints. I thought Kyle Rudolph did push off a little bit on that last touchdown. So I just don't really believe in Kirk Cousins in being able to carry a team to a Super Bowl, especially with losing Stephon Diggs in the offseason to a trade to the Bills. I just don't see how they're going to excel, especially with Delvin Cook's injury history. He really only has Adam Thielen now as his number one go-to guy. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Number 18, I have Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. I just really think him and Cliff Kingsbury is a perfect match made in heaven. They acquired DeAndre Hopkins. They have Kenyon Drake, who they acquired last year from the Dolphins. Larry Fitzgerald, who I think is just a perfect guy to put around him, to you know talk to him, show him the way around the NFL. And I just think the way he can throw the ball on the run uh, reminds me a little bit of what Russell Wilson was able to do in his first few years. I think Arizona's going to be a surprising team this year. Their defense is going to continue to get better. So Kyler Murray, number 18. 17, I have Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. I think Darnold could potentially be the best quarterback of that draft class still. I think if you were to ask people who was going to be the best in that draft class, a lot of people would have said Sam Darnold just because of the perfect pocket passer, prototypical uh, NFL-type quarterback, good-sized body. I just think he's kind of held back by the coaching of Adam Gase, and I think he has a lot higher ceiling than what he's been able to show. I still think they'd eat a, add a lot more around him, and because of the division they're in with Josh Allen and obviously the Patriots, I think it's going to be hard for him to go above and beyond them, but we'll see in years to come. 16, I have Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, really made strides last year in the passing game. Still needs to work on the deep ball and accuracy. His running game really makes him a bigger threat than I think a lot of people realize. And I think with that defense of Sean McDermott, he's only going to be in a perfect situation for the next four or five years to come. And I think Josh easily had the most potential of all the players in that draft class. Just the big body, strongest arm. Him and Mahomes easily have the two strongest arms in the NFL. If he can put it all together, he could be a very elite quarterback in this league. And then finally, I have Jared Goff at number 15. Really fell off after his Super Bowl year. Um, part of that was Todd Gurley being hurt. They traded away Brandon Cooks in the offseason, so he has Robert Woods and Cooper Cup still. Very interested to see what they do there. I believe Sean McVay is a very good head coach, and they'll be able to figure it out. I still have question marks about Jared Goff's game, and I didn't think he deserved the contract that he did. But to me, he's right in the middle pack of the 32 starting quarterbacks with top-tier upside like Darnold, Allen, Mayfield, and Murray all have. So that's my third tier. Next week, I'll be getting into quarterbacks 14 through 8 and then 7 through 1 the following week. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. As I mentioned before, Brandon Noble will be my guest 
from Jefferson Community College baseball head coach on Sunday at 7 p.m. We're doing another night session. Uh, found that night sessions actually work pretty well just because a lot of people are home and you guys can tune in, relax from work, whatever you got to do. So if you could please tune in, go follow my page. I'm going to be doing a jersey giveaway towards the end of this month, probably the third or fourth week. I'm going to be doing a giveaway in which if you tag followers, all that sort of thing to kind of drive it up. Um, you get a chance to win any jersey that you want, whether it's MLB, NFL, NHL, whatever it is, one jersey giveaway. So I'll be doing talking about that later in the month. So please tune in on Sunday for the live session, 7 p.m., and I'll be back on Monday for another Bill Sabres podcast. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. Yeah.